to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm so happy to introduce my guest, Brenda Siosis, who will share her journey and her insights about courageous action. Welcome to you, Brenda. Welcome, well, welcome to me, Amanita. Thank you specifically for having me on the show, Bev. Oh, it's amazing to be here. Great to have you. Tell me about yourself and what you do, Brenda. Well, first of all, I consider myself a business strategist, but many of my clients would call me the connector of dreams simply because I work mainly with women and I help them to realize their dreams of starting a business online. Many women these days have found themselves in the position where they want to be able to contribute to their families. They want to be able to work from home. They like the the, the thought of being able to still earn money, but be a, work around their children and their families. And so I help them to take and package all of their information, start their business online, but we work from a, a space of a combination of business strategy and mindset because I find that many women who are presenting themselves online lack the confidence and the courage to actually take the action mm. to get that business up and running. And so that, in a nutshell, is basically what I do. Fabulous. And how would you describe your journey to where you are today? Oh, that's a trick question, I'm sure, but it's a little erratic. And I'm sure that any woman who has been online or is working online will, will can attest to the fact that, you know, there's so many highs and lows when you build your business online. There is there are constant challenges. And I think not just the technical challenges, but the things that happen on the inside of you, the mindset things, the little inner voice that tells you, are you doing the right thing? Is this really um, correct? Can you deliver? Nobody wants to know what you have, um, you know, to sell. And I think that has been one of my biggest challenges as well is the, the doubt and the confidence issues that go with building a business online and really putting yourself out there to be visible so that you can attract people to you so that you can work with them and help them. And so, yes, but it's been an amazing, incredible journey as well. So not just the challenges, but the personal growth that takes place. I think I heard somebody say the other day that all you need to do for personal growth is become an entrepreneur. And that is the truth because it is a big personal growth, self-help, self-development journey. And when we spoke before, you mentioned about some transitions that you went through in your own life. Yes, absolutely. I think we mentioned as well that I moved to Australia in 2009, I think it was. Actually, yesterday, seven years ago, I had been in Australia for exactly seven years. And so the whole part, I can say that the seven years has been a process of transition, especially my second year, not as much the first year. The first year, I think like anything new, it is exciting. You can't wait to try new things, all the fruit and all the good food, you know, meeting new people and finding your space, finding out whether you actually belong in the community that you're in. And it was only from the second year onwards that I really think that it sunk into me that, wow, do you know what? You have a new life. You've got the opportunity to redefine everything and create something brand new. And it was also the year that I started my coaching training as well as my um, 
my business. And I think that in itself, starting a business is a huge transition because, you know, back in South Africa, I had a corporate career and suddenly I had moved from corporate and shifted into owning my own business and becoming an online entrepreneur. So there was a huge transition in that, but I must say that it has been, there's been more good than bad come out of it. And I have really been able to Yes, create this identity or um, have a look at and see who I was as a person and get rid of the things that I really didn't like or wasn't serving me and establish myself in the way that I feel is better for me and my family. And what skills have you developed or lessons have you learned to improve your own well-being? Oh, definitely having um, time out during my day to journal. One, journaling is is something that's very important to me. And even last night, just before going to bed, I think it was, I went to bed probably at about quarter past 11. But even in then, I made time to just sit down and jot down notes about things that I'm grateful for during the day. And so gratitude, journaling, I would say even a, a measure of exercise because I have a coach and she's probably going to be listening to this as well. And she <laughs> said to me, Brenda, <laughs> get what you know she checked and um, she actually said to me Brenda send me um, a copy of what your weekly schedule looks like and I did and she said I noticed that there's not much sleep and there's not much exercise <laughs> on your schedule that is something that I've brought in it's the the exercise it is the the mindfulness the great the gratitude and the journaling as part of my daily routine I would say that keeps me keeps me grounded and keeps me feeling like you know what when things get tough as they as they do, I can go to and use these these sort of things that just make me feel better or help me to to be more motivated and just to keep on going. And what did you not expect that happened? Well, first of all, I think I think I have a lot more clarity as a result of that, and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect my journaling to really help me to get clear on certain things. I had started journaling just because everybody else was journaling, I think. And it was it was almost a new fad around town. People were saying, oh, this is part of the mindfulness thing that you have to do. It's such a good thing to journal. And the more I started journaling, the more I could actually reflect and look back at it and see how far I had come, where I was and, and where I am now, and be able to map out the little stepping stones that I'd taken along the path. And actually, there's been such valuable lessons as a result of it that I've actually taken and implemented and applied with my own clients. I didn't expect that bit. I didn't expect it to be as as effective as what it really and truly is, as well as the gratitude. You know, everybody says, oh, you've got to have an um, attitude of gratitude. And I'd heard so many gurus speak about it, you know, the Oprahs of the world, the Jack Canfields, the, um, you know, Brian Tracy's, the Anthony Robbins. And I thought, yeah, 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 this is like, this is like rhetoric. This is mm-hmm. something that everybody says. And yet when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I can tell you that the more you express gratitude, the better life looks. It almost, it's almost as if that experiencing the gratitude, you start looking for the good things that are out there in the world instead of focusing on the things that don't work. I didn't expect it to be quite as effective as what it was and is. Yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes those simple things are the things that actually can be quite profound in our lives. How have you managed your attitude and mindset? So you'd mentioned before about a loss of confidence and identity when you uh, moved to Australia. So how have you continued to manage your attitude and mindset? 
Well, one of the things that comes to mind immediately, Bev, is that I've always been a very confident person. So when I had this extreme dip in confidence and really just, I think the confidence was that loss of identity, not having the status and the title and the fancy houses and cars and, you know, good income. And here I was suddenly sitting in Australia, not really working. My business had just, just started. And so it was very new. I didn't really know many people. And I thought, well, you're really a nobody, Brenda. You're nobody knows who you are. All the stuff that you have accumulated in your life means nothing, absolutely nothing. And so with taking that into consideration, I realized I had a clean slate, something that I could use to start over again. And what I did was I went back and I started first um, at, at identity. What is my identity and what is my identity rooted in? When I, when I defined that I started working on, all right, what's the next step? Let me take a look at my values. What do I stand for? You know, what do I don't stand for? What am I prepared to fight life and death for? You know, and I looked at my skills. What am I good at? What am I passionate about? I then went back and I also looked at all the things that I had done and achieved quite successfully in my past, in my career, with people, in my community. And I used those things to motivate me and to help me to realize that, you know what, Brenda, you you were in a place, you know, that I perceived as quite successful. There's nothing stopping you from drawing on the strengths from the things that you did well and just bring it into your new life and use those things. Plus, I must tell you that taking action was a very big antidote for the doubt and a very big antidote to that lack of confidence because I think it's a um, almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you believe, oh, I can't do things. Then you actually act out, oh, I can't do things. And then you feel bad about yourself. So I reversed that and I thought, well, you know, what if I actually can do this? Let me give it a go. And by giving it a go and taking action, then achieving that level of success, whether it was not 100%, but, you know, achieving a certain a measure of success, it sort of like gave me the confidence to realize, wow, I didn't go up in flames. I didn't die as a result of me taking action. Nobody really pointed a finger of me. And I think we're so silly when we believe that that's what happens. It actually worked. And that in itself um, sort of supported the belief or created enough evidence for me to realize I can continue to take action, achieve something small, and then build on that. Take action, achieve something more um, small, build up that belief system and do it again. And so that's just what I just kept on doing. And today, I must admit that, yes, there are days when I still feel like, oh, gosh, am I going to make an idiot of myself? Should I say that? Must I put this? But then I know that's just a little voice in my head trying to keep me safe. And um, I acknowledge it and I say, thank you very much, you know, but I've got this one. Thank you. I've got this one. And I just take action. And that's where the concept of courageous action comes from. It's that doing it, even though we do feel uncomfortable, because realizing that what we really want is on the other side of that comfort zone. Yes, that comfort zone. Yes, we mm-hmm. we can sit and, and stay in that place and then feel that life's passed us by, we've missed out. But you're right, taking the action is the component that builds the confidence. Definitely. I see it so often, especially in the online business. And I think more so um, with women who are probably, and I may be putting my, my foot in my mouth by saying this, but let me say it anyway, with women who are at a mature age, and I would say anything above probably um, 38, 40, in your late 40s and even 50s, where they're starting businesses on the line, we haven't been born with that technology spoon in our mouths or in our hands. 
not like the younger generation where they're easily able to just grab an iPad, an iPhone, flick on something, whip out a video, edit it with iMovie and do all of these <laughs> things. No, there's been a strong and a very, you know, um, high learning curve. And I think, you know, at this specific age, that is something that could possibly affect confidence as well and stop people from taking action is the fact that they think that they're not as tech savvy as what they should be when it's not the fact at all. Things are easily learned these days. And some of them are supposed to be so intuitive that we could learn them. So <laughs> good, yes. Point. Yes. good point. Brenda, what have you realized about your priorities at this time in your life? You know, that is a big question for me. And when, and you know, just thinking on of that question, all my life I have been extremely career orientated. I have been push, 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 push. I got to where I was in my corporate career, which was an ex- extremely high level in my corporate career, nominated as South African Businesswoman of the Year in, in my industry and in the area that I lived in as well. But I would say it came at at a price. I The minute I had my children and I've got four amazing, incredible children, they were two months, three months old, and they went straight back into daycare because my career was so extremely important to me. And I would push and do whatever it took to get me to the top rung of the ladder. Mm. Needless to say, when I moved here, that changed because for the first time in my life, I'd been given the opportunity to spend time not working because I just didn't have a job. You know, I didn't have a job when I came here. So I spent a full year with my children, dropping them off, making lunchboxes, collecting them from school, attending school assemblies, you know, doing homework, reading. And I really found that, wow, Brenda, what have you been missing in your life? Now, I have two older children. My eldest is 27 and the youngest is 20. So obviously, I couldn't make up that time with them. But I've got two, I had two younger girls when I moved here. They were three and four. And I found as if I have, um, the priority for me is to really have that balance now where, yes, I love my business. I am still career orientated. I still want to achieve amazing success in my business, but not at the expense of my family. And so we have time out. We have times where we go together. I try and keep a lot of balance. I'm still a mum, and first and foremost, and I drop my kids off at school every day and I collect them at school every afternoon. You know, so that is something that is extremely important to me. And I would say that having that balance in my family is that it's got to, it's, it, you know, my business fits in amongst all of this. Yeah, because you can't, like you say, you can't recoup back the time and it is the relationships that suffer in the process if you don't pay attention. So if you could talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you share with her to put her on the path to lifelong well-being? Something that I tell my daughters every single day, and I think I had this discussion with um, them this morning as well in terms of that They need to care for themselves. They only have one of them. And that means healthy, healthy attitude, healthy appetite, good eating habits. Even self-care and nurture is so important. You know, my girls are now 10 and 12 years old, so they're going into the the teenage years. And um, so it's important for me to be able to teach them that if they don't take care of themselves, they're not going to be able to share and take care of other people properly. And that's something that I wish I had known when I was 20. Because when I was 20, I was just go, 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 go. Nothing could stop me. I was like a bulldog at a, at a bone, really and truly. And I think that now, looking back, I could have probably have done it and still taken care of myself properly. 
you know, with enough exercise, um, good eating habits, having healthy sleeping patterns, um, taking care of myself in terms of how I present myself to the world, dressing, you know, um, cleanliness, um, hair done regularly. At, you know, And I'm not saying we've got to spend hundreds of dollars on ourselves. I'm just saying take care of who you are, your body, your mind, heart and soul. Definitely, without, without a doubt. That's very important to me now. It's amazing, the wisdom of yours. It's wonderful that you can impart that to your daughters too at this age. Yeah, definitely. What are your tips for living fabulously, Brenda? Well, first of all, I would say my spirituality is probably on top of the list. So that comes ahead of everything. And I think that I would, I can highly recommend and suggest to people that when they get that part of their life right, everything else seems to flow because it's from that space that you learn to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally, you know. And I think so for me, that is extremely important. I would also say, yes, just from a very practical point of view, drink a lot of water. You know, throughout the day, we are human beings. We made up, I think it is 70%, even if not more, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, of 70% of water, which means that we need to remain hydrated. We need to drink enough water, get enough good foods, green stuff, get enough sunlight, you know, and remain positive. I think if you can cultivate that that positivity, that attitude, that mindset of I can do things, I am able, I'm here to serve, I'm here to help to build a better community and others. I think that space is such a good space to be in. And I think, you know, I would say yes, that is one of the best ways to live fabulously. Thank you for that, Brenda. Would you like to tell me about the Courage to Bloom program? I would love to. Um, this is really exciting, and I feel as if I'm actually I'm actually pregnant with this. It's and it's ready to be birthed any second, and mm-hmm. it's been a long time in the coming. I've had this in the back of my mind for many months now, and the reason I've chosen even that title, Courage to Bloom, is because I've found out that in my industry and um, online, many women know stuff. Tons. I mean, they are so intelligent. They are amazing, switched-on women with extreme beautiful potential. Yet they're not doing anything about it. It's almost as if they're so fearful to put themselves out there. They're so fearful to take a stand, to to be visible, to let their gifts be seen by the world. And we all know you cannot sell a secret. So Courage to Bloom was actually created in my mind to be able to help women in business to get to the core of their identity, to be able to put together a good, unstoppable mindset as well as business strategies so they can be successful online, so they can actually start, grow, or maintain their business online. But we focus really and truly more on the self this time because I believe that it doesn't matter how much strategy you have, you can have all the strategy in the world. And I'm evidence of this. I have studied with some of the best, best mentors in the world. I had this incredible amount of, um, of knowledge and information. But sometimes I get stuck on the how and I get stuck because I doubt whether what I know is enough. And it all boils down to, am I enough? You know, and I think most women go through this, am I enough situation? And so the courage to bloom is to it's to take them through the process of them knowing they are enough, that they don't need any more strategy, that they now need to stop working on the mindset component of themselves, become confident, take courageous action, and the strategy will fall into place on its own. And I do hope that this this program is able to change lives. As a matter of fact, no, I don't hope it. I know it will. I'm that convinced that this is something that every woman needs. Beautiful. You can find Brenda by searching for her website. That's HTTP 
forward slash forward slash Brenda Siosis. It's T-S-I-A-O-U-S-I-S dot com. And the same on Facebook. Brenda, thank you so much for sharing your journey and inspiring us to take courageous action. I love what you said about action is a big antidote to doubt and that builds our confidence step by step. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Bev. I really enjoyed being on your show. Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.